Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Welcome to the Field of 68 Best Bets show presented by Bet Rivers. We are the three men weave. It is spinny Saturday. Yes, Matthew Cox did forget his spinny hat Sorry. down in Naples, Florida. Ooh. It's my jockey hat. He it's has been hat. chastised off screen and he will continue to be chastised off screen for the entirety of the day. But people out there don't care about the inner strugglings of the weave. We will instead talk about takeaways really quick and then get into an enormous slate. 150 games today. Wow. We're going to have a lot of questions. We're going to try to hit as many games as we can before the hour is up, 45, whatever. Matthew, takeaways from yesterday. What do we got? Uh, yesterday, what happened yesterday? Some stuff happened. Yeah, Boise State got some um, – or sorry, San Diego State got some revenge against Boise after Boise swept them last season. I think both of you were Aztec believers preseason. I was a little more skeptical of the offense, but they look really strong right now. I think they're getting healthier. They had a bunch of minor – Dings and Knicks around December, early January. Now I think they're starting to kind of hit their stride. So Aztecas, look out. Yeah, Marcus Shaver matters, Matthew. I think that was a big also part that of too, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, you know, the Boise could not score without him. Uh, my takeaway is, wow, is Akron actually the best team in the MAC? Uh, mm. Rather shocking, but they kind of took it to Kent State, controlled that game basically from start to finish. Castaneda, Enrique Freeman, both big games. Kai had been stubborn on Akron. I just I, I haven't loved Castaneda since his days at South Florida, but he is a dominant Mac player. Um, and Kent State has injury issues. Gio Santiago left that game with a, a boo boo. So Akron might actually be the best team after making the tournament last year and continuing to assert their dominance. Uh, yeah, my takeaway I did have an Akron takeaway as well, Jim. Yeah, eight in a row, nine and one in the Mac, number one right now in the conference. Wow. Amazing. They're hitting their stride, man. Their defense rocks. It's all defense. Uh, VCU, impressive road when it's slew. A statement win saying we are number one in the A-10. VCU, congratulations. Fire Mike Rhodes. I'm so sick of the WC fire fan Mike forums. There's oh, a, every every other week, there's a Fire Mike Rhodes thing. We have to talk about Mike Rhodes' future. He's saying, no, we don't. They're first in the A-10. They're fine. Like, what, what's what's the issue? I don't understand. Yeah, so they're going to make the tournament again. Ace Baldwin, greater than sign Yuri Collins. Yeah, he no, kinda, no question. I've always felt that way. Yes. I was gonna I was gonna brag about that pick for the almanac, but I looked at my other A10 standings and I was like, ah, never mind. I'm not gonna brag. <laughs> All right. So let's kick off the show today with Purdue at Indiana. Woo! Big one here, big rivalry, rivalry game, Matthew. One of the best in college basketball. Number one, Boilermakers coming to town. Best and biggest crowd at Bloomington in some time, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? You're the Indiana guy. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I'll just put all the matchup nuances aside. Um, it's one of those games today where everyone and their mothers on Indiana, and I just get the heebie-jeebies about the over-the-top obvious spot. Um, I've been doubting Purdue a little bit the last few weeks. Like, I just feel like they're a little bit overvalued, but then every time they go out there, they play well, and they play consistent start to finish, and they cover spreads. Um, and I remember vividly a time when Indiana was in a better spot than they are today when Bob Knight came back to Assembly Hall, and they still couldn't get it done. So. Uh, Mike Woodson's made some better adjustments with his rotation. We talked about that at nauseum. Um, he'll have to do that today again against Painter. 
we'll see how they play the chess match with Edie and TJD, but I, I'm sorry. I like Purdue here. My gut deep within my gut, Jim tells me that Purdue wins this game and continues mm, the gosh. IU dreadful performance streak against the Boilers. Yeah. Purdue's won nine of the last 10, 13 of the last 15. Uh, they haven't covered the last two, but today all they have to do is win. There, there's not like a issue with that. Matt's talking, but muted. I don't know what's happening. It's confusing me. Uh, but yeah, Purdue, it, it's a great spot for Indiana Kai that, that it I is. have to own that for sure. I'm very curious about ED versus TJD. We have to talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, two Big Ten Player of the Year candidates. I'm not sure TJD can catch him in National Player of the Year, given the no. disparity in non-conference performance that they had, and, and those games matter. Uh, but head-to-head would certainly be a statement. TJD's given up seven inches. Do they even guard each other? Like, does Indiana really want to run that risk that Edie, who gets everyone in foul trouble, gets their All-American linchpin in foul trouble? That would concern me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edie's done a great job of staying out of foul trouble his whole career. Yeah. So even if he does guard TJD, um, I think he's at least okay. Just put your hands straight up, big man. Don't reach. Don't don't go over. I don't know. I, I, I was pretty torn on this one, Kai. I didn't end up betting it. Um, but I think you have a stronger lean. Yes, maybe. I do. I, I I do like Indiana guys. I think the spot's really strong. I, the only game Purdue's lost this season, I'm just double checking. Yeah, Edie was in foul trouble against Rutgers. Maybe Indiana of all teams can get it done with their their front court duo Thompson, Trace Jackson, Davis. I imagine the game plan is going to be go at them and try to pick up that second foul early on because that is key to get him off the floor. And maybe his mobility, TJD, causes Edie some issues. Edie has had success against Indiana last season in, in limited minutes. I think he gets his. Maybe TJD can hold his own a little bit more on the block, and Indiana doesn't have to help off Purdue shooters. I think that's pretty key. Edie's going to score here, but I do lean towards IU as well or, or, or in this game. It just feels like their game, feels like their spot. I do love Purdue. I'm not a fan of Indiana social media, but the gut with me is the Hoosiers this time. Moving on. Texas at Kansas State. Another great game. This slate is chock full of great games. Kansas State is a one and a half point dog hosting Texas Jim. It's a huge game for both teams. Texas in sole possession of first place in the Big 12 can extend their lead. K-State, if they win, will enter into a tie for first place. You remember what happened in game one, Jim? You remember? I sure do. I sure do, Kai. The shootout of all shootouts. Uh, 219 points in regulation, 80 possessions. Game just went absolutely haywire uh we, we we had seen that the first half was high scoring and then the second half was even more high scoring there were 70 points combined in the final 10 minutes of that game it was ludicrous just outrageous shot making efficiency kind of makes sense to me matt in this matchup both teams have like bona fide scores guys that can get to the rim and there's not a lot of rim protection especially when dc's off the floor for texas k-state really doesn't have one and uh, texas only has dc he plays less than half the minutes um, so, yeah, I, I think the efficiency makes sense. I kind of lean towards over again. We'll see if the pace is as fast as last time. Uh, but like you said, Kai, huge run for Texas. They still have uh, Kansas twice in the Big 12 schedule, so they certainly kind of control their own destiny to win the league. Uh, but, Matt, the money has come onto, or onto Texas here. They flipped from a slight dog to a slight favorite. I, once again, am sitting on the fence on a side. I would lean towards the over, though, if I had to bet something on this game. Yeah, over feels obvious, but it feels right, um, just given how neither team could defend the other in that first matchup. I like Texas here. I agree with the money. Um, I'm kind of changing my Texas tune, Mr. McKeon. You are. Sort of uh, sold hook, line, and sinker by that athletic article, talking about how Texas really kind of rallied, circled the wagons in the wake of the Chris Beard thing. I was thinking that would be a detriment. 
to that team. But man, it seems like more often than not, when the coach pulls the plug midseason, that's usually kind of a spark plug in a good um, direction for a squad. They've basically done nothing wrong since, um, you know, since the beard thing. I mean, the Tennessee loss doesn't look all that bad. Tennessee's defense can put pretty much any offense into the sleeper hold. I think the revenge plays well here. Um, you know, the old road flip flop at the Yacht Common Doom. I know you kind of, you were there in person and it feels disrespectful to disrespect that home court, but I like the horns. Real tough place to play, man. Nine and three against the spread this year, Kansas State at home, plus five cover margin. They're getting it done. Now, the game one thing is interesting to me. It, it has to be on every single player's minds. Hey, K-State put up 1.41 points per possession last game. We know this team can score, and they whooped us before in Texas' head. But Texas scored just as easily, and they turned it over less uh, against K-State. K-State couldn't really guard them. I, I think it's going to be a great game, going to be a great atmosphere. I'm going to lean towards the atmosphere here. I think both teams can score. The over does feel like the play. It feels a little bit too obvious. feels like they probably inflated the line a, a, a little bit based on that first matchup. Uh, but free throws are going to be a plenty. There are so many free throws in game one. Probably will be again uh, in this game if, if the KUK State game was any indication. I lean towards the home cats here. Hi, today's a Brock Cunningham game. Just a little Brock prediction Cunningham. for you. I know you're a boy. Oh, He's your boy. Please, no. Three, three four <laughs> I, key I, threes, I key Cunningham. triples. Don't I leave him. to see so much Don't less of Brock Cunningham. All right, next game. Kansas at Iowa State. A similar situation here spread-wise. Kansas minus one, minus one and a half at Iowa State, Matt at Hilton Magic. Like K-State, we know the clones have a tough home court and they almost beat the Jayhawks and Lawrence. What do you think about this game? Uh, I have a lot of thoughts in this game, most of them conflicting, so no official action for me. The the two key injury notes here, um, McCuller sounds like he's probably going to play for Kansas, obviously very notable. Uh, He's a little banged up and Iowa State. Caleb Grill, who played last game, was the only person who could make a shot. Eight of 12 from three. His teammates were, I think, one of 12, something. There's a huge stratification there. Um, He's got like this lingering back thing. This offense really lacks spacing when he's not in there, Um, especially in the half court, right? That's what we saw this Iowa State team start to look mortal when they got bogged down in the half court against Texas Tech late in that um, game. And that's been kind of their bugaboo. Even last year, bleeding into this season, it's like, can they score enough consistently? Can they make shots? I think girl's so critical to that. Sounds like he's going to play, Jim. Makes me feel confident in our clones at home, but I'm sure you have the data on KU kind of owning Iowa State as of late. Does have me a little bit worried. Uh, I don't. I don't actually have that specific KU versus Iowa State because Otzelberg hasn't been that long. I didn't. I hasn't true. been there that long. And you distracted me with your use of stratification. I almost kind of like <laughs> melted down with, with big such brain. incredible word. word choice. Yeah, that is consultant conference room uh, big time phone call got out it. of you impressed uh, yeah Iowa State off that ridiculous collapse I, I'm very curious to see how they respond mentally yeah. do they come out and force things to try to show like oh there was nothing going on there or can they play comfortably in their in their zone uh, not zone defense but in their mental zone back at Hilton does that help them out uh, Kai Kansas three and one against the spread as a road favorite I think that's mm-hmm. kind of been the spot we've liked them this year yeah uh, where they just have to win don't really have to cover big numbers that's kind of the better situation for the Jayhawks. Eileen, Kansas here. I almost bet the Jayhawks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thought process of does Iowa state bounce back after that, that terrible collapse after the Mizzou loss as well. I like to think this team has a good head on its shoulders. I, I know it's well coached. I think it has a pretty good culture and atmosphere in the locker room, but you just never know. And especially against a team like Kansas top five team in the country, pretty hard team to bounce back against. Now they are healthier. Jazz Koontz is coming back today. Apparently he's available. They were just fine without him, but still every player helps. Certainly he's a talented player, a starter for them. 
I do lean towards Iowa State at Hilton. Uh, the Hilton magic is just hard to pass on. You have to hit shots, and you have to hope KU is a little bit chilly, uh, but but I do lean towards the clones here. I'm a home Big 12 guy. You know me. Next game, TCU at Oklahoma State. Boy, man, Jim, the Pokes taking some cash here. I, I, I get it. Mike Miles is out, but four. Wow. TCU covered their only game so far without Miles the entire stretch, but that was at home against West Virginia. Do they do it again at Galbariba? Yeah, one up to four. My goodness, people are in love with the Cowboys. Uh, I think they're very into the change that Oklahoma State has seen a little bit without Cisse being as key a part of the roster. Uh, three straight overs for the last five have gone over. They've actually kind of found some offensive pop, spreading the court a little bit more. you think it'd be hard to do for a team that can't shoot, but it has been effective over the last few and it does feel like, all right, TCU had their big effort at home without their star, their linchpin, uh, and Eddie Lamb can likely still limited, even if he does try to get out there. So I kind of lean towards Oklahoma State, Matt, but at four, I can't recommend it. Um, I, I just like Shahade Wells too much as the fill-in for Miles. He's not Miles by any means, but he, he's a solid player, and him and Barr are going to have um, solid games in the backcourt. So I can't lay four. Can't get there. <clears throat> Yeah, actually, I remember Miles had a horrible game against Oklahoma State actually last year. So maybe they're better without him today's matchup, Kai. Big brain part two from <laughs> stratification to, to <laughs> against OKSR. Okay, I'll stop. Um, I do like TCU here. I've been burned lately on these late multi uh, point line moves betting against the injury money because I think players don't matter generally. But um, I'm probably going to be stubborn and do it again today. So I think four is way too many. I think TCU is awesome. I love the breakdown of housing metrics of his how well TCU plays against good teams versus bad teams. I think, Jim, that stratification matters in a Big 12 context. I like the horny frogs. Yeah, man, this Oklahoma State team's tough. The obvious concern on both ends here is ball handling. Oklahoma State's been shaky all year, ball handling the ball. TCU does force turnovers. On the other end, my thought was, hey, TCU without Mike Miles, that's going to be tough to go against this Oklahoma State pressure. But seven turnovers against West Virginia, just 10 against Mississippi State. They really handled the ball nicely. And Jim mentioned Baugh. He's a capable ball handler. Lampkin's back, puts a little bit of pressure inside against Oklahoma State's front line. The concern is shooting. TCU just has a lack of shooting. And against an OK State team that really defends the arc, inside the arc, excuse me, better than anybody else in the Big 12, that's pretty scary to me. But again, like Jim said, I can't lay four. The spot favors Oklahoma State but I'm not going to lay it. Too many points. Chat mob, part one. Jim, what do we got? Let's do it. Let's be quick. Let's be efficient. Uh, first one from Michael Zhang. He likes Georgetown as an ugly dog, plus 13 and a half against UConn. Kai, you beat the drum for UConn all year, but Georgetown almost won at UConn. Is this too many points? Uh, It might be, but I, I don't feel good about fading him. I don't know. I know Georgetown was beating them, but I still think this UConn team is awesome. I did not take either either side. Too many points to lay on the road, but I don't trust Georgetown either against a UConn team that could just blitz them. Matthew, Cincinnati has taken money up from four and a half to six and a half, hosting UCF. That's awfully high for UCF defense. It's been really good, but it has faded lately. Any take for you on that game? Yeah, all four straight losses, but I like that UCF's had a whole week off. Um, to kind of get their mind right, I suppose. Darius Johnson should be his third game back. Is there another injury there that we're missing? I like UCF here. I think I'm missing something, though. Uh, Walker's been out the whole year. Like He's for sure but Yeah, well, that's now. that's known. That's um, yeah. That's it. Cincinnati's awesome lately. Yeah, yeah, they have been good, I guess. I think it's too many, I, though. I don't have it on. Kai, is Durr back? Has he been back for uh, Durr's I been did, out still. I, do think I think he he's close, though. Yeah. He is out, but I think he's supposed to come back soon. I don't think he's okay. moving the line. But, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's not a huge piece. So that, that would be the other injury. 
Uh, all right, Kai. I believe Space Ace said he is going to be in attendance at Oregon at Arizona State. Love it. Basically a pick them here. Two teams that need wins. Uh, Arizona State definitely closer to the field right now, but Oregon yep. could get there. What do you think of this one? I like the Devils. I like them at home here uh, against Oregon, a team I do not trust. The Ducks can't trust them. They, they In a vacuum, maybe they're more talented than Arizona State overall, but Arizona State's been playing better. I, I like their guard play a lot better than Oregon's right now. Give me the Devils. Go the other way. I like the Ducks. Even though they're super oh. inconsistent, you could be dead wrong. Like I, I, if I say Oregon, they could lose by twenty. But uh, I kind of like the Ducks. There. It goes both ways there. Yep. Uh, from Ethan W. UMBC at Maine. I believe you said Maine is laying four. Can I confirm? Uh, no, the UMBC is laying four in the road. Um, I, I think that's probably right. Maine is missing Christian Firebergs. He, he's got hurt two games ago, and I think he actually really matters for them. They're not a super deep team, so they're really reliant on like their top six. You take one of those guys out. That can be a bit of a problem. They got uh, controlled by Bryant last game. I love Maine. I, I think they're really tough, but they're overpriced. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. They're it. overpriced. Yeah. yeah, good at home, unfortunately. Uh, okay, Matthew, to you for SMU at East Carolina. We're going to hit Pat's Texas two-step. There's four questions about teams from Texas, starting with SMU at East Carolina. Uh, a line for you is SMU laying two on the road. Yeah, money again coming in against ECU. It seems like people are just attacking ECU without Javon Small, who's been their best player. Um, you know, in the wake of the Winston Tabs news, that hey, he hasn't mattered all year. That's not that doesn't mean anything. I I kind of like ECU. I think I've been an ECU hater all year. I think this is my punch back against an SMU team I still don't love. Uh, plus two at home, I'm gonna punch back here against the market. Yeah, maybe first. Yeah, never. I don't want to say first half of these Carolina because their whole thing under Schwartz has been dominant. Second, second half, half so, pressing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not the way to go. Uh, Kai, UT Rio Grande Valley, my Vaqueros are on the road at Tarleton. Uh, the Texans laying 10 at home. Ooh. Now that they're healthier, do we are we looking to back Tarleton at home? Yeah, I lean their way. It, it's certainly gotten up there with the spread. I, I liked it better at eight and a half, nine and a half. That's pretty high, but Tarleton's awesome at home. Uh, their only misstep was the Utah Tech half court buzzer beater. Otherwise, they've been pretty much untouchable at home. They're going to force a billion turnovers. Both teams are going to get to the free throw line. It's going to be a foul fest, probably 70, 80 free throws attempted in this one. Not going to be fun to watch, um, but yeah, give me Tarleton. Undefeated uh, at home, Jim. What? Undefeated at home this year. I think I have having come four or five straight there. Yep. They've been they've been very good. You get, the lot, you get a lot of calls. Team reliant on the whistle. Better at home. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Texas State at Troy. Matthias, Troy is laying four and a half. Scotty Cross against a slow, grinded out Texas State team. What do you think? Yeah, some money came in here on Texas State. I think people are starting to fade the Troy sell-off, which we talked about how I think the talent, the lack of talent is kind of caught up to their um, their rating, which was in the moon because Scott Cross smoke and mirrors his way to awesome efforts in the non-conference. Texas State got healthier last game, too. I understand the money. I don't agree with it, I guess. I still respect Troy. Uh, and then last, North Texas at Rice. I believe North Texas is laying five, five and a half in that one. I like this as the better team revenge spot after North Texas lost at home to Rice. I think they're going to be highly motivated in that one to come out and put on a far better performance, suffocate Rice um, in their kind of typical half-court fashion. All right, Kai, one of our darlings from early season betting, they're actually still pretty solid. Southern Miss is a three-point road favorite at Georgia State. Do our Golden Eagles keep rolling? I think so, man. I think Southern Miss gets it done. I like him in this one. Just a far, far, far better team, and and they've been awesome the last several games. They're getting even better than they were uh, early on. After that Marshall loss, it kind of snapped them back in shape. Georgia State is really, really, really uh, a big, big problem scoring the ball. 
So I like Southern Miss here. Yeah, they did get Odom back uh, three games ago. He's he's been solid, but eh, actually he's been kind of terrible since he returned. Um, and yeah, Southern Miss maybe the higher ceiling we're seeing is Neftali Alvarez giving them more of a creator in the backcourt secondary uh, ball handler. Matt potentially the nation's leading scorer all time coming up soon. Antoine Davis, he and his Titans are two point favorite at home against Purdue Fort Wayne. Any take for you in the horizon? Uh, Kai, you know, we like to, uh, we're suckers for mercy here, but I, I do lean their way here as a two point dog at home. I know it's not a big uh, home court advantage given the travel set up there with the partners in the Detroit area, but uh, they're a better team at home. I just finally think that they're not healthy yet, but they are healthier. I think they beat the Dons. They are, they are the favorite, building. by the way. Detroit minus two. Which they're laying two. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I missed rather. I apologize. I still like them. I'm going to trust my gut on this one, Jim. Points don't matter. Good. Players don't matter. No, it doesn't Hopefully matter. it's close enough to pick them where it's not going to be uh, something that costs you there. Kai, I'll go back to you. Loyola Marymount is a four-point favorite at San Diego. Interesting wrinkle for San Diego is they got big man Jaden Delaire back from injury. He'd been out for like two months, I think. Uh, transfer mm-hmm. from Stanford. Really, really good, but they couldn't score in his return, got whooped by Portland. Does LMU take care of them the same way? Yeah, my number had a lean towards San Diego. I passed. I think LMU is so much better. San Diego's defense is brutal. One of the worst in the country. LMU's going to score at will. Yeah, I I stayed away. I'll take another one from Matt Akers here. Utah State at Colorado State. I haven't seen a line. Yeah, Utah State's taking a little bit of money, three and a half up to five. Makes sense. Colorado State's down to seven scholarship players today. Jackson and Lake are out. We saw how limited they were earlier in the season when those guys missed time. Utah State continuing to need wins to get on the right side of the bubble. I think against a shorthanded Colorado State team, I, I trust Utah State. Colorado State won't yeah. out-athlete them, so I'll take the Aggies on the road there. I will get two from Scott H. and then go back to the outline to the WCC showdown. Matt, you get George Mason at Loyola, Chicago from Scott. Uh, the Ramblers, I don't know. Are they kind of playing better? Yeah. <sighs> I guess. I know. I almost took them, Jim. I looked at it. It's like, I think they are, but I feel like I'm reaching a little too far to fully trust it yet, so I stayed away. Um, it is a short number, given how bad they play. But they are playing better. I think it's the right side. I think it's the sharp side, but I needed like an extra point or two more to to to, to back this. It, there's potential. I saw chatter on Twitter that ticket gains could be back soon for George Mason, and he's important to them. So another yep. uh, potential weapon there. Money on the blurs, uh, man. Wow. Oh, I guess we already hit SMU at East Carolina. I'm losing my mind. So that means, Kai, I'm going to give you an A10 question from Matt Balte. Davidson yes. minus one at UMass. We know this is an underplay for our right angle friends. Yeah, uh, That has largely to do with the absence of Noah Fernandes and RJ Luis for UMass. Does that also yeah. swing the side for you? I do lean Davidson. UMass is super deep, so injuries kind of matter less for this team. But Matt Cross might still be limited as well. Um, Fernandes has been out for a lot of games, so I don't think his impact is as as big as Luis's, who is a freshman who's been at times their best player. So I, I do lean towards Davidson here without those guys. Nothing strong, though. UMass is a tough team to figure out. All right, Matt, or excuse me, Kai, right back to you then for the outline. Uh, got plenty more chat questions, going to continue collecting. But let's talk the big one out west. Let's talk Gonzaga at St. Mary's. That's right. The Zags are dogs for the second time all season. They were dogs against Texas. They lost. Uh, hasn't happened much, Matt, being a dog in the last five years for Gonzaga. St. Mary's is good, but let's not dismiss Gonzaga. They've won a ton of games against very good teams this year, just not quite as elite, elite, elite as we've seen the last couple of years. P. 
people are kind of down on him. Matthew, who do you like in today's showdown? Uh, I like the Zags. I can't believe that, but I, I do. Just how um, awesome St. Mary's has been. It feels foolish to get in front of this train. I haven't actually bet it yet, but um, I think I'm going to stare at this long enough and eventually pull the trigger on plus three and a half. I love Timmy's quotes in the spokesman review talking about how He's just like, yeah, this St. Mary's team is just so annoying to play against. Um, like, it really is a trip to the dentist and these Gonzaga players who have played them multiple times know what that's like. But they also know what it takes to beat them. And they have um, this version, though, Kai, without the backcourt uh, thump that we're used to seeing with the Zags, I, I worry that they can out-talent St. Mary's team, which has kind of been the recipe to their success, honestly. Like, the talent has just outweighed the execution historically. This year, though, I think that gap has been narrowed, and so maybe the execution plays out. I just like the value of the Zags. I don't love it, but that's where I lean. Yeah, it, it, in, in a value sense, I think I'm with you. Um, I, I had somebody ask me that I, I brought up St. Mary's to win the WCC a while back, got around 20 to one. They're like, what are you going to do with this game? I tempted to take Gonzaga plus three and hope to middle it. That would be a lot of fun. Um, if St. Mary's could win by two, that'd be awesome. I think it will be a relatively low scoring game. The total has been bet down. Ultimately, Kai, I have not done anything with it yet. I'm still kind of paralyzed by uh, decision anxiety on what I should do. Uh, so as the day progresses, I'd like to get back to three and a half. If I'm going to take it, I'd love to have the hook for a potential middle chance there. But right now sitting this one out, I think St. Mary's is able to slow it down being the home team, being arguably the better team at this stage. Uh, but Gonzaga is a tough team to fade as a dog. Yeah. And talent wise, it's still Gonzaga, guys. I mean, in top end gear, it's still Gonzaga. St. Mary's hasn't seen an offense like this all season. And their defense rocks, and Randy Bennett's awesome. And I'm really in on this St. Mary's team. I made the line two or three. I made the line basically where it is. But I think Gonzaga, the value is with them, man. As a dog at St. Mary's, a team that can score like this. Interesting fact last 10 games, these teams are four, four, and two against the spread against each other. So St. Mary's has covered. However, they haven't been a favorite. Yeah. They haven't been a favorite in a long, long time. I think it's a whole different game, a whole different mindset when they are all of a sudden favored against the big bag Zags. I lean towards Gonzaga here. Next game, Big Ten. We go back to Iowa. Minus two and a half over Illinois. Jim, both teams in the midst of an upswing. Iowa, six and two, their last eight. Illinois, seven and one, their last eight. We bring it up every time. Besides the EIU game, I was really good at home. 11 and two against the spread. Plus two and a half cover margin. Imagine what that cover margin would be without the Eastern Illinois defeat. Who do you like this game? Yeah, that one, is, I think, is just kind of a fully throw it out game. Uh, didn't have Murray. Pat McCaffrey was, I think, left soon after that game. That All the players talked about how they just took him way too lightly. Rebrachia, I think, like outright said it. So throwing out the EIU game. Uh, I was awesome at home. I trust Illinois at this stage, Matthew. I actually think they're kind of coming around to the potential we saw in the preseason with all the different lineup options. They can go big, they can go small, they can spread you out. Luke Goody is supposed to return for this one. He's suiting up. Um, we, we were wow, impressed with him time. as a freshman last year. Uh, but first game back, I don't know how, how big of an impact he'll make. I like Iowa more at home, Matt. It's a tough number to lay, but I would lean towards the Hawkeyes. Uh, I do too. I, I like both teams. I think the line's perfect. Um, I, I guess applaud the bookmakers and I just, both teams are turning the right direction. Iowa at home. I don't want to fade. I want to, Oh, I definitely don't want to fade. I just think they even have more upside in their trajectory. I know Jaden Epps has started the last three games. He's been awesome. Like this young Illinois backcourt, like that's the key to their season. If they can start to really pop and have consistency to pair with those wings and dang danger, <clears throat> up front uh it's a legit team again iowa at home just look at the results the last 
Yep. Yeah, what, six basically since EIU. Like, why would you get in the way of that? Yeah, Pat McCaffrey's back. They're full strength, Iowa. Um, their defense has been their weak point, as usual, right? Illinois can definitely exploit the middle. Dane Danger, I don't think there's an answer for him for Iowa. And Terrence Shannon, he's going to bust through that perimeter and get to the bucket, the free throw line at will. He shot 141 free throws this year, top 30 nationally. The guy just gets to the line, gets to the free throw line. Other end, strength for strength. Iowa's offense is excellent. Illinois' defense has been fantastic in Big Ten play. But I think the Hawkeyes can manufacture points. I'm kind of a home team leaner in these big matchups here. I, I do sort of trust them at home, lean their way at minus two and a half. Next one, UNC and Duke, the big one. But Jim, this is probably the least talked about UNC Duke game ever. No Coach K, neither team is ranked. It's kind of like, eh, who really cares about this? Heck, it's down at number eight on our outline. Bah, Duke's laying three, no Whitehead. What do you think? I love it, Kai. Let me let these two programs experience irrelevancy for a couple of years outside the top 25, have their fan bases lose their minds. I saw a guy Russ getting tweeted at by Duke fans that were like, we should boycott the games because this team is not top 25. It's like, that's how quick your trigger is. You losers. My God. Um, I kind of like Duke here though, Matt. I think I, I prefer the way they're trending. UNC is just really inconsistent. You're going to get hero ball from Caleb love. He loves himself in this game. He's played really well historically against Duke, but are those tough shots going to go in? I don't know. I think you probably have to play Jalen Blake some as a stopper in the backcourt because Roach got lit up by Tyree Appleby last game. So hopefully we see some Blakes there. Uh, but Duke can can battle inside. Hopefully Lively stays out of foul trouble against Baycott. I do lean towards your Blue, Devil, your Blue Devils at home here, Matthias. Show some pride after getting embarrassed last year, would you? Uh, yeah, I, I do too. And it's not cause I like Duke at all. It's just cause it's, um, you know, it's partly a, this UNC team is in no good form themselves. It's like, I said, the least excited I've been for a Duke UNC game in some time. I think I just take Duke at home with the spot and the, um, you know, the home cooking at Cameron Kai. Um, I think Tyrese Proctor has played better. Gives me some confidence. Um, Mr. Roach is back playing better as well. So you could argue there's a little bit of, um, some minor, if you look close enough, squint hard enough, you can see some positive indicators, but you really have to squint and it's really not making a, it's still not worth making a bet over in my opinion. Yeah. Both teams just not as good as their perception, right? UNC lacks quality wins. They're underperforming their talent. Duke has impressive wins, but they're still underperforming without widehead. I, I sort of lean towards UNC also because Caleb love remember tends to step up in these games, go super Saiyan mode. Uh, maybe he does it in this game. Maybe it's just a coincidence he's done it in the past. Jeremy Roach has arguably been the best guard of the three of the RJ Davis, Caleb Love, Jeremy Roach trio in the re in, in recent games. And Duke has been pretty solid, I would say, overall, maybe better than UNC. It's, hard, it's kind of hard to tell who's been better recently. I do know that UNC has a nice combat, uh, combat to Duke's dominance on the offensive glass this year. Duke's number two in the country, offensive rebounding rate, number one in the ACC. UNC is about as elite on the defensive glass as you can get. Can Baycott handle lively flip young on the offensive end? I tend to think he can. I think he can score against them. I lean towards UNC here. And again, maybe you get some love super Saiyan mode. Florida at Kentucky is where we will finish our rundown before more chat mob questions. Kentucky is laying five at home. Matthew Florida's on a mission. They got their signature win. Now they have to handle business the rest of the way to reach the dance. A win here. On the road is simply enormous, but Kentucky's five and one last six games, their loss to Kansas. Who do you like in this game? 
Uh, and this, uh, I don't know, actually, I, again, I've been trying to stay on this Gators thing the whole time, but every time they see their numbers, they're, they're shaded that way. So the, you know, odds makers and market have, I think, properly snuffed out the, the uptick that the Gators are on now, but coming into Kentucky on the road, especially off that huge one against Tennessee, I think five's a little short to give me confidence. Jim, I have a slight lean to the Gators, even though the spot's not favorable. I'm looking more at the total here. It's been bet down five points. Um, and I think correctly, the market has identified Florida as a pretty hard under team. Just that is their new identity under Golden. And with the roster makeup, they can defend like gangbusters, but they cannot score. And I think this game is super ugly. Um, it plays probably to a lower pace than what Ken Palm and other models have it projected at. But 132 is such a low number. I can't endorse it at that, that price. Yeah, Kentucky's trended up defensively and they're playing really slow in league play. So I actually kind of still am interested in the under. I believe that was a Raz under as well. So uh, if that's if that's your bag, confirmation bias on that one. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, Florida's a fantastic defensive team. They're fully legit on that end. And yeah, the offense has real issues. I think this is a little high. Um, big big question is Cason Wallace's status. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it like officially reported that he's 100% good to go for this one. Oh, I did not see that. Well, that's notable. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, yeah, well, yeah missed last game. So we'll see leading up to the tip, if he's going to be fully fine. I mean, if he's out, that puts me towards Florida and the under. I, I think he's that important in terms of shot creation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Kai, that's where I'm at. Kind of waiting to see what ends up happening with Wallace. Yeah, if he's out, I lean the Gators as well. But I fear for Sheboy. I think he's going to kill Florida inside. I think he's going to kill Castleton. Tennessee grabbed 37% of their misses. Sheboy will have 15 rebounds in this game at least. Uh Florida remains offensively challenged. They have to make this a slugfest, a brawl. Maybe they can, especially if Wallace is out. They definitely can. But out and uh, another point in their favor, excuse me, outside of Sheboy, I wouldn't call Kentucky like overly powerful, overly athletic this season that we've seen in the past, especially without Wallace in the lineup. If he's out, I do like the Gators here. If he's in, I'll probably stay away. No, yeah, I thought the Wallace thing was precautionary last game. You know, you're right. I guess it's a it's a legit knee injury. Um, yeah, I mean, God, I argue Florida has a better backcourt if both their point guards are banged up. Kentucky's. All right, we move on. Chat mob part two, Jim, round us out. I'm not going to do that until our mobbers hit the like button. There's a lot of you out here. Hit the like button. It the takes show one will pause. second. It the show will pause until you all do it. Do it. Yeah. I promise you can. It's easy. A little, little, little like donation for us to answer some questions. All right. I tried to organize these to make sure the early tips are at the top. Uh, so we will start. Matthew Lake Show likes Rutgers first half minus two and a half against Michigan State. This is at the rack slash Jersey Mike's. Do you agree with him? Yes, hard yes. Rutgers is awesome still. I actually think they're undervalued at this point. It's amazing to say that they're that good at home. Michigan State, they're, a little bit. In... They're at the Garden, boys. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Oh yeah, this yeah this at the Garden. Um, yeah, good note, Kai. This is not listed on a lot of like the betting odd screens that I've seen. So very very good note. Uh, Chat, I still like Rutgers. Rutgers after me for that one. i got yeah, him chat good. bob don't worry i sort of thank you out. thank you thank you thank you scotty thank you aj yeah so like <laughs> Rutgers though jim yep agree just less, right, the, less the other uh other end of the spectrum the uggo matchup to start the day green bay at iupy the jaguars are laying three and a half in a game versus a division one opponent yep. that's how bad green bay is post coaching switch um what, what do you take what are your takes on this game and iupy is like 12 and 2 in the last 14 games against the spread I took Green Bay plus four and a half, though, for a Good for bit. you. Good Here's for why. IPUI is laying four and a half points. That's it. That's it. They're the better yeah, team, like but they're not, they have not been in this situation in a long time. Green Bay is terrible, for sure, but 
Are you confident in laying points with IPUI? I don't know. I didn't take it for much, Jim, but I took it for a little bit. Yeah, I kind of liked the under, but it's been bet down, and there could be a lot of late fouling. IUPUI is in, in, incessant with that in the end of games, if they happen to be down. All right, Matt, from Red R, Oakland, pick, hosting Cleveland State, your boys, the Golden Grizz, are you riding with them today? Yeah, I am. Uh, stubbornly, probably, but I still think this team's undervalued and a uh, pretty good spot here. Cleveland State, I know they've been playing better. I think the zone thwarts. That offense, I worry about just an absolute massacre on the boards, as we saw, I think, in that first matchup. But uh, make some shots, Shaylin Moore. I'm tired of your shooting slump, man. You're better shooting than this. What was the percentage, Jim, of offensive rebounds for Cleveland State? Like half of all their misses or something? 57. 57. 57. (laughs) They had 26 (laughs) offensive rebounds against that Oakland zone. Ridiculous. (laughs) I like the Grizz. Sorry. There it is. Uh, All right, Kai, I just saw this question pop up, and it's important. So I'm going – it's skipping to the front of the line. Yes. What are we doing with our alma mater today? Mizzou is a a three-and-a-half-point dog at Mississippi State. I leave Mizzou, man. Uh, I did not take them. I don't bet on my Tigers very often. I don't like to do that. Uh, But I lean them. They can score. They can negate Mississippi State's tough defense with their shooting. Their shooting ability is is top-notch. If they're on, they're hard to beat Mizzou. Yep. Have to go over the top. Tolu Smith will probably have 12 offensive rebounds by himself. Yes. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Jets Pete asked about NJIT and UMass Lowell under. I agree. I like UMass Lowell unders. Really good defensive team. They, they've burned me once or twice on unders with shot making. I just don't think that's the norm for them. So tend to agree with the under there. Kai in the A Sun, I thought our guy Stucky made a really good case in this game. Kennesaw State at Eastern Kentucky. Yep. Essentially close to a pick 'em. Uh, what, what do you think on this one? I lean EKU as well as Stucky. Uh, scary fading Kennesaw. 10 and 1 in the A Sun, Kennesaw. Yeah, don't fade Kennesaw, guys. They're awesome. EKU is very talented. They can win this game. Uh, but oh, also A Sun home teams, man. They they rock. They, they have the second highest winning percentage in the in the uh, country, the, that, that conference at yeah. home. Ken, Kennesaw just played double overtime game. That yep. could be a factor. Matthew, spot. Florida State yeah. minus five and a half at Louisville. The Knolls have taken money. People are in line to fade Louisville, uh, even though. They actually got a win against Georgia Tech. Yeah, is it the, oh, now they have some momentum, they feel good about themselves, or did they go out and celebrate because they got their big victory? And I don't know, Florida State, I mentioned this before, people are a little too eager, the market is, to bet on the bounce back. I think they've been a little bit, they haven't been as good as I think the market wants them to be. So I don't trust them in this spot. I wanted to take the Knowles here, Jim, but I think, again, five and a half is too high. All right, Kai, staying in the ACC, Wake Forest minus three oh, at Notre nope, Dame. Skip. Best bet. Why? Oh, my bad. All right. I stepped on my own toes there. Uh, we're almost, we got like 40 more chat questions anyways. We can reveal best bets. Who cares? Uh, Matt Marquardt wants to know what we are doing with Moorhead at Southern Indiana. Matthew, I know you like Southern Indiana at home. The Screegles, are you riding with them today? I like Moorhead here. I think Southern Indiana is starting to hit a little bit of a, uh, not a wall, but they are leveling off. Look at their results. They have not been as dominant. I mean, in general, this conference is this conference is all over the place. You can't really make sense of any of the uh, topsy turvy results here. I do lean Morehead. I think they're just a little bit more talented. Their defense wins out on the road. Uh, Kai Tom says St. Thomas money line at Denver. Denver's been a mess. St. Thomas has been better at home, but uh, do we want to back the Tommies here? Uh, no, I stayed away. Denver just beat Western Illinois by thirty at home. I don't know how that happened. I'll be honest. Hand up, no clue. I should have bet Denver. Uh, I, I stayed away, Jim. The summit's been tough for me this season. Uh, I am going to jump in and give one of my best bets because it tips in seven minutes. Oh, so. we do have one. Okay, I just said we don't. We do. <laughs> uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech under 
Number currently is 128 and a half, I'm seeing. Uh, would have loved 129. Got it 131 in the circuit contest last night. Uh, but the first game closed 126, so you're above that. And it had 60 possessions. So I, I think if we get the same pace, just a little bit less efficiency from that first matchup would be all right. And then um, the – what else was my other fact here? I am oh, seeing 129 at Bet Rivers, Jim, if you 129. want. 129. Boom. Yeah. Give it to me. Thank you. Uh, five of the last six have gone under. These are typically rock fights. Last game was the exception, especially between these two coaches. I think they're familiar with each other. They like to play slow. Uh, so under 129. Back to chat mob. Matt, you have been a huge fan of Northwestern State all year, Missouri State South. They're yeah. nine and a half point road favorites at Lamar, who has weirdly been feisty against the top of this conference. Yeah, the bottom of this conference has been feistier than we thought, and then the top has kind of come back down. It's sort of turned into this whole mosh pit. Um, I don't know. I can't sort these teams out. Kai was very astute to point out that they've not been as good away from home, um, the Demons. I still like them. I think they're categorically more talented here, so I would lean their way, but again, I think Kai uh, alerted me to the right the right they, concern. They are the best ATS team in the country, so that's a, that's a counterpunch to my point. It's a good right, team. We're going full nice rapid team. fire here, fellas. Yep. Ten words or less, because uh, we got a lot of questions. Five minutes. Kai Tooch says South Dakota against North Dakota rivalry game. Thoughts? I lean North Dakota. It's a lot of points to lay for South Dakota team. I don't really trust. Yep. Uh, Matthew, I think you have an opinion here. Southern Utah minus four and a half at Utah Tech. Are they just better than Utah Tech? Yep, Thunderbirds, big rivalry game. Forty minutes away, no home. I don't care if Cam Gooden's back. Utah Tech stole her value. Take the Thunderbirds. Scott asked about James Madison minus two at App State. Yes, I agree. Love James Madison. Uh, a little concerned that Vado Morse got hurt, but still think it's a good spot for them. Uh, Kai, Murray State, why are they getting seven points at Indiana State, asks Rick. Because they're not very good on the road. Their they're splits home and road are bad. Indiana State's very, very good, and they're at home, and they can score. I stayed away. High point is a one-and-a-half-point home favorite against Charleston Southern. I like High Point. I think they're going to figure things out a little bit. And Charleston Southern trending back down after a really hot stretch of shooting. Uh, lean towards High Point at home. Matt, Colgate and American. Colgate, a short favorite on the road, but I think they've taken money. Yeah, four and a half up to five, five and a half. Uh, yeah, I liked American in the first matchup at Colgate. I don't want to bet them now back in the rematch here at home. I think the number is a little too short for a league that doesn't really warrant much home value. So uh, stay away from me. Kai, Jacksonville, North Florida, the second edition of the River City Rumble this week after North Florida won at Jacksonville on Thursday. Do the uh, Dolphins get revenge on the road? Yeah, but I, I'm staying away, Jim, because I have not won a game on Jacksonville all year. Um, North Florida is a weird team. They can blow people out and they can get killed. No thanks. Plus two? Come on, Jacksonville. Plus two. Take Jacksonville, guys. Yeah, I kind of like trust us back in. You there. take Jacksonville trust then. It. I did. I just Mr. did. I took Mr. it. Smart guy. I took it. All right, Matt, horrific New again. Mexico State is a two-point favorite again. against Seattle here uh, in the in the WAC. You've been the Seattle drumbeater for a couple of years. Are you taking them as a road dog? Uh, no, I don't trust either of these teams. Seattle has the regression monster lurking, and New Mexico State just has the stink monster lurking. Um, so, yeah, hard stay away. Speaking of hard stay aways, I had absolutely nothing on Weber State, minus three at Idaho State, side total. I really wasn't sure. Threw my hands up. Um, from the Paris, Kai, Bama, minus 11 and a half at LSU. We know Bama can murder teams. Yeah. Do they continue to do that? They beat LSU by 60, 40, something like that. I would not take the Tigers. No, thanks. 
Matt, Eastern Washington remains undefeated in the Big Sky. Got a win over Sacramento State. They're now four and a half point favorites at Portland State. Is this the one they finally lose? I think they do. Portland State's got a good home dog vibe to them, right? They they play with energy. They press. There's not a ton of depth on this roster. They've had some key injuries. Kind of worries me, but I do like. I think the Vikings get this one. All right, last one I've written down. We're definitely not going to get to everything. Apologies, but we got to get best bets in here. Uh, Marquette is minus fifteen against Butler. Butler gets blown out by everybody. Good. Marquette's yep. awesome. I would I would just lean towards Marquette without even looking at what the number is. I know it's fifteen, but I think I think Marquette's just way better in Butler stinks right now. Yeah. Okay, best bets. I already gave Virginia and Virginia Tech under 129. I'm also going with Idaho, Sacramento State, under 135. Sacramento State, one of the slowest teams in the entire United States of America, just molasses. And Idaho has actually kind of been a little bit pace-takery in league play. Their offense has not been as incendiary as it was in non-conference play. So I, I think despite Sacramento State probably knocking in a few threes, pace is good enough here under 135. Matthew, to you. Uh, what is my best bet, Jim? Remind me. Again. Thank you. The Norse. Um, I'm fading Youngstown here, gentlemen. I look at these Youngstown results recently. They're starting to get a little bit shaky. It's a team that scores in transition predominantly. Um, great matchup for the Norse here. Uh, pretty good spot as well with, North, with Youngstown coming off that double OT win against Wright. Didn't bet down to three and a half. I took some money line. I take it down to three. So give me some Norse plus three and a half. Kai has a hook there for me at Bet Rivers currently. Yes, it is. Three and a half. Thank you. Boom. You. I'm taking Wake Forest. Minus three. Fading Notre Dame, the second worst ATS team in the country. Notre Dame is five and 16 against the spread this season. Wake is off four straight losses, all of which were pretty darn close. I'm looking for a big bounce back here. Their offense is awesome. Notre Dame has by far the worst defense in ACC play, allowing 113.9 points per 100 possessions. If they had done that the entire year, it would rank around 340th in the country. So I'm taking Wake, fading the Irish, minus three. Wake, Wake's had 11 straight overs plus a push, and people are betting the under. Good luck. Yeah, it's silly. Okay. Hey, thanks for joining us. Field 68, best bets. Saturday, we got you out right on time at 11 a.m. Central. We are back on Monday. Right, Jim? Monday, <laughs> yep. Sounds good to me. We're sure. back Monday at our normal time. That's 12 Central. Till then, good luck with your bets. Enjoy Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.